Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finnecaro. And... Anaconda Ain't Got None. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Gentlemen, let us jump into it. Trace, you've got some news from Linux, specifically the Ubuntu platform. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, Ubuntu Linux, which is an alternative to Windows, it is not hugely popular. It represents somewhere between 2% and 4% of all computer desktops, so it is a small percentage. Um, Ubuntu happens to be you know, arguably the most popular Linux distribution right now. Um, there's some others that are on the rise. They'll probably knock them out for first place, but... Um, Ubuntu, uh, what they do is every um, two years they come out with a long-term version, a version that they that they they plan on supporting for an extended period of time, and in between those releases they make some decisions. So they release every six months, but you really only want the ones that come out every two years because, uh, well, the the ones that come out every six months lose support quickly. <clears throat> well, the one that's going to be released. Excuse me. Um, in uh, October of 2019, branded 19.10 um, has a pretty a pretty surprising change that that Ubuntu is making to it, and they're dropping that they they st- stated that they're dropping support for 32-bit applications, and that's news that they. Um, that they released about this. Now, it's unclear whether or not the next uh, long-term supported version of Ubuntu will maintain this decision, but they they did make it very clear that this is a strategy that they want to move forward with. So the next major version would be in 2020, would be in April of 2020, and it'll be called 20.04. This one is called 19.10. Are they still giving them fun names or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what nineteen ten is. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I was, yeah, as long as they're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, they still. They they usually name it after. Um, it's like a like an adjective and then an animal. For a while, it was like birds. Like they kept doing birds. Yeah, actually, I I got it right here. It's called. Um, I'm gonna butcher this name. It's Eoan Ermine. E O A N. Then Ermine. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really know what either of those words mean. I'm going to look them up right now for you. Definition of Eowyn is uh, relating to the dawn or relating to the east, according to uh, Wicked Wiktionary. And then Ermine, how do you spell the other one? Uh, E-R-M-I-N-E. Uh, a st- a stoat, especially when it is, oh, it's like a, oh, it's wicked cute. It is like a little little fucking snow weasel. <laughs> a stoat, especially when it's when it's white, when when in its winter white winter coat. Excuse me. So, it's a stoat, which is which is the name of the actual animal. But an ermine is, I believe, when it's in its winter coat. Wow, so cute. Love it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a, it's a stinky sock that that will poop all over you. I want they, one. I want one. They make coats from them. Oh gosh, that's fucking awful. How many? 
How many stoats to make a coat? Well, I mean, it's like it would have to be a ton, depending like, on how big the coat is, I guess. It's like peeling a guinea pig. So picture that that rough surface area math together, and that's what you got. I'm more, that I'm is... more, I'm more concerned about the tragedy of making a moleskin notebook or or, or or dashboard. I mean, like, how many moles do you have to peel? How do they hide the mole. seams? I don't know what a mole is. A moleskin. Well, I don't know what that is. You never had a moleskin? Oh, no. Man, you gotta, you gotta like. You, you, because you got the Kias, man. You got to move up. I have fabric in there. No animal. Just fabric. Yeah. What's this moleskin you're talking about, Gunner? Moleskin synthetic suede. It's like, you know, like, you know, the notebook, you know, the notebooks <laughs> that have like the kind of fuzzy texture on the covers. Yeah. That's, that's, that's moleskin. So they just call it moleskin. Yes. Oh, so you're being. So now you're... I had to explain a joke and now it's not funny, Sorry. but it's okay. Mm. It probably wasn't that. Mm. I mean, like it was. It was. It was a stolen Top Gear joke. So I mean, like it was probably great. But oh, sorry, okay. way over my head. My apologies. So okay. is it, has it always been called Moleskin? I think that's just the brand name. It's kind of a joke because okay. it, it looks like Moleskin. I don't think anyone would be upset if you skinned a thousand moles. I think that would be awful. Come on. Well, it'd be. I would be an awful amount of work. It's like a oh. naga. It's like naga hide. You had to kill a naga to get it. I don't know moles it like, and it looks like a goblin. I think people, I think people sympathize with mice more than they sympathize with moles. I mean, probably, but that's kind of unfair. It's, they're very, very, very similar. Yeah. So the to go back to <laughs> the not supporting of of thirty two bit. Yeah, this so, is a big deal. Like, explain, I guess, to the to the layman between like thirty two bit architecture what? and sixty four bit well, architecture and all well, that. Wine's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Gunner Gunner pretty much coined it. Um but let's let's rewind a little bit. So when it comes to 32-bit and 64-bit, um back in the day when um you know the whole uh, Intel inside commercials were out, um desktop computers were predominantly 32-bit Intel computers. Now, we use the term Intel because even the AMD processors that were coming out back then, they were really designed to emulate what Intel had decided. Um, that 32-bit architecture is what the Windows XP was very popular on. And although they made a 64-bit version of Windows XP, it was very rare to see it in the wild. 64-bit really started to take off when Windows 7 came out. And... Uh, Windows 8.1 and Windows 10, um, I would say uh, a lot of them now, uh, the, the desktop is actually is actually 64-bit, and the architecture has slowly changed. Interestingly enough, the 64-bit architecture was, was the one that AMD came out with, and it's a, uh, Gunner knows a little bit more about it, but it is a 64-bit a um, capable processor, but it still has the ability to run the older 32-bit code. And this was important because there's a lot of applications that would work on 32-bit that if you didn't keep that compatibility, then people would be upset. So if you went out and bought a piece of software back in the day when you bought it on a CD um, mm -hmm. and you wanted to pop that CD in your computer, you needed that 32-bit support. So even when 64-bit came out, Windows always kept backwards compatibility for 32-bit. Now, I'm talking about Windows because Windows kind of sets the stage for what Linux has to do. Because it has, it's, it's, the, it's, like, it's the 
massive kind of installed user base, yeah, right? It's like especially 90%, for the right. especially for like the DIYers. Right. So Linux was actually adopting 64-bit pretty aggressively um, since the architecture first came out. The users were crying for it because a 32-bit operating system has certain caps that limit what you can do as a desktop user. Now, one of them seemed crazy when the computers, when th when 64-bit first came out, but now it's just, it seems ridiculous to not have it, and that's the memory cap. So a 32-bit so uh, computer is capped at four gigabytes of RAM. And back when 64-bit was first coming out, people would say, well, you know, I, I don't really think I need more than four gigabytes of RAM, but now it's hard to find a computer without at least four gigabytes of RAM. So 64-bit, from an architectural perspective, was needed. The 32-bit side of that has had a strange history. Now, when it comes to Linux, um, Linux has got a different philosophy on computer software. Linux's philosophy from the core is everything should be open and free. So the result that that has on the software industry is most software won't run on it because most software has historically been closed and paid. As an example, you have a program like Microsoft Word. Microsoft Word is... <sighs> I wouldn't even say arguably. It's hands down the best word processor on the market. Microsoft Word costs money. Microsoft Word is not an open source product. So you can't just get the code from Word and, you know, edit some lines of code until it runs on your computer. It's closed, which means the way you buy it is the way that you have it. Linux, on the other hand, has really focused on stuff that's open. The nice thing about the open products are, as long as there's a maintainer, you can keep them, they can move forward with the architecture. So if, if you are on 32-bit and you're moving to 64-bit, you just reach out to the person that wrote the program, and chances are they're, they're already working on a 64-bit version. So Linux is mostly, it really hasn't needed the 32-bit compatibility layer uh, that Windows has had uh, since the 64-bit version of Windows came out. So that's kind of the history on Linux itself. But there's been some things in Linux, some kind of like almost niche areas of Linux that are that have started slowly started to rely on this 32-bit. And it's not what you would expect. Um, number one is what Gunnar mentioned. He says wine is pretty much fucked. When he says wine is pretty much fucked, what wine is is wine is an is a uh, compatibility layer so that the Linux computer users can use a Windows program. The well, main, more specifically games. I mean, like, really, is its primary the, the biggest market is games. Yes, but Wine yes. runs. Wine runs a lot more than just games. But games. Yeah. Most desktop users care mostly about games. However, you know, one of the uh, one of the major. Um, players in this you know what the hell are we going to do uh when ubuntu makes this decision argument is a company called code weavers and code weavers main cash product is called crossover office right the, the their sole purpose was to get microsoft office essentially word excel and powerpoint to run on top of linux because it's such an important productivity application code weavers is like well what the hell are we going to do now 
And this is because there's certain components of that Windows emulation layer that require 32-bit support on the desktop. And when Ubuntu says in 1910 and higher, they're going to remove that 32-bit support, that means that a large portion of the Windows components that people have been using, whether it's for productivity or games, are just going to stop working. Just install a VM. I mean, like that. That's kind of that's that's kind of been uh, Canonical's like flippant response. Is just install a V. Just virtualize the desktop if you need to use those applications. I mean, never mind that Debian still has all the fucking third. Yeah, they're strip. They're stripping stuff out of the freaking core OS that they build Ubuntu on top of because the Debian distro is still is still throwing out the thirty two bit packages, but. Like Canonical wants to be OS X, <laughs> wants to make OS X so bad, and it's just yes. Yeah, so there's the main issue here is that the the core library of the operating system that offers these 32-bit capabilities, I believe it's called libc. Um, the 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 core library is is simply going to be missing from the computer. Hmm. Valve came out and they said, we are dropping Ubuntu support. There is absolutely no way that we can provide a gaming experience on Linux if you just completely blow away 32-bit support. And a lot of this is because over the last few years, Steam has been putting a lot of their time into making Windows games run properly on Linux. Now, this is something I don't know if we've covered before on the podcast, Wade. But Steam actually has, you know, Gunnar said wine is fucked. Steam has their own copy of wine that comes with comes with Steam now for Mm -hmm. for Linux. And you can run like tens of thousands of Windows games now will run on Linux that would never have run before. And it's a it's it's a beautiful experience. Like you turn on this experimental feature inside the settings of Steam. And all of a sudden, you can run games that you could never run before. Like, um, ju- just as an example, Cuphead, which has never been released for Linux, works perfectly fine using this emulation layer. Uh, Five so Nights at Freddy's is another example where you just click this experimental checkbox, and all of a sudden, all the Windows programs just show up, and you can install them. And you don't even, you don't have to set up any directories. You don't have to copy any DLLs. Steam does everything for you. So they're essentially saying that, oh, the fix would be to create a virtual machine to run essentially a virtual program. You're going you're gonna to install another OS and then do your app <laughs> in front of there. Yeah, like, can I, like... OS X it made some it made some sense because there were I mean you know from 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 an actual just like money standpoint um you know like they they, they didn't really it, it was it was tedium and it's also like the the kind of workloads that you do in OS X you need a lot of memory and a lot of these programs were kind of scrambling to get more memory in system anyways, or they wanted to do GP, GPU stuff. And it's like, so, so the, the main thing with a 32-bit OS is that effectively you only have four gigabytes of memory as addressable space. Okay. Like, you know, and that's even in combination with video. Like if you have a 32-bit program, you only have, you only have like a four gigabyte maximum address space. And that's including video memory and stuff like that. And... That's like on a per process basis, so whatever you know, like again, it, it, it's like on OSX it made sense because you know, like you're doing like video or f- like audio or 
graphic. So Connor, when you say on OSX, it made sense. What you're talking about is a similar decision made yep. by Apple to drop 32-bit support. But what's interesting about that decision is, first of all, Wine is not popular on Mac. The no. reason Wine is not popular on Mac, number one, it requires some Linux components in order to work, and no one wants to install those on their Mac, and they don't really mm -hmm. work well. The second thing is, um, is that Mac actually has slowly been turning off 32-bit support. They've been warning about it for the last year. They're saying, reach out to the developer. This 32-bit application won't work anymore. So with Mac, it's been handled, in my opinion, it's been handled better. Number one, Mac simply doesn't rely on Wine. If you want to run a game on Mac, the developer has to make a Mac version, right? You want to play Fortnite on Mac, you don't run it through Wine. They actually make a Mac version of Fortnite, and it just runs. It runs great. So Mac really isn't affected by the 32-bit shift as much and they're taking their time warning users of it whereas ubuntu just complete they just said well we're taking it out of the next release they didn't warn people in in uh in 1810 or in 1904 they just said oh 1910 will not have it and that's interesting because it didn't really give them the people the opportunity to be warned about it before it was removed but I, again like i I wouldn't be surprised if this, I, I, I mean, like, for, for real, how much, how much traction does, because actually, I think, isn't SteamOS built on top of Ubuntu as well? Um, it's built on top of Debian, which uh, so Ubuntu it is, it is, a is a Debian, yeah, Ubuntu is a Debian But Debian has 32-bit support in it. Right. Right. But you have you, you can't argue the amount of users. I mean, if you looked at the Steam hardware survey that came out um, uh, this past year. Yeah. The, the top four Linux distributions, three of them were Ubuntu. So now that said, that was like, I believe, less than one percent of Ubuntu's users. So it's still a small percentage of people that are affected compared to the grand scheme of gaming. But what's really, what I think is really sad is that Steam finally made a way to play games on Linux. Well, and the most popular version of Linux is pretty much destroying that effort. Well, between that and uh, Epic Games, like, what's the face there? Um, Epic bought <laughs> oh my gosh sorry so in in their in their alpha big dick series of moves that they've been pulling as of late epic mega games which is the, which are the guys that make fortnite and they did um gears of war and they make the unreal engine and stuff like that so um up until the last release uh, i wish i can remember the name of it but it's basically it's basically like this whole anti-cheating toolkit so you buy, you know, like if you're a game developer, you buy this, you buy this package. It's like a middleware. And um, they were very much working with Steam to make sure, or, you know, making working with uh, Valve to make sure that it would work on Linux. Epic bought this vendor and specifically said that they're, they're discontinuing all Linux development. 
So you're going to have all these apps that they've been working to get, you know, like the, you know, again, it's like this whole thing where it's part of the kind of that war between Epic and Valve, but um, v Epic is crippling the primary anti-cheat software uh, that's used by pretty much all game developers so that it won't run on Linux anymore. Have you, Gunnar, have you heard of GOG? Good old, good old games. Yes, it's CD Project. It's CD Project Red's um, game store. They don't do. They don't do like they it's completely DRM DRMless sales. Yeah, because the um, I I didn't know that. Um, because I when I was on Reddit reading about this, um, a lot of people were talking about um, the GOG is affected as well. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's for the exact same reason. Well, because the, the, the yeah, because the thing is is that they'll repackage they they re, they build their own packages so that like things just run consistently. So, you know, like when you when you download a Linux version of one of their game, you know, like one of the games they have for sale, they have it containerized, so it's like you just do it and it has all the dependent it has all its dependent libraries in it, but um yeah, yeah so just... it, sounds, it sounds like they're doing something similar to uh, to what Steam's doing. And from what I understand, it's not so much the fact that Wine's going to break for these games, um, because Steam has their own version of Wine that comes down with their with, with the Steam installer. Once you click that experimental checkbox, yep. um, it's it's like a Steam version of it. They call it they call it Proton. Is yes. the name of it's the yep. code name of the their their game emulation. So it's not so much that, it's the fact that, it's not that Wine won't be available for 32-bit, it's that there's core libraries that, 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 that Proton uses that are going to be missing, and that's going to break it. Oh, and cool, yeah, the cool, two... Cool input, like, all the input-output handlers, so, like, you can't actually fucking use a keyboard and mouse with it anymore. Right, and there's, um, there's a couple of, you know, Ubuntu had some canned responses for this. Number one was, use a container. And containers are starting to get popular, but they're kind of like an alternative to a virtual machine where you have certain libraries, quote unquote, contained on the system. And as far as the program knows, um, it's not it's it's talking to the container version of these things. So you'd, you'd think that in a container you could have your own 32 bit libraries and it would just work. The problem is, is a lot of these containers were never designed with gaming in mind. So like you said, direct keyboard input, direct mouse um, input talking directly to your video buffer from the container are things that have largely haven't really been perfected yet so it would require the container technology docker is one of the popular ones um, it would require the container technology to all of a sudden um, be up to speed and be able to support games which it can't do another one is virtual machines well virtual machines don't really solve the issue they sidestep it by telling you no you can't even run it on this computer you have to install a full-blown version of windows which it's nice but if you wanted to install windows why do you have linux to begin with so those are really the two kind of the two canned solutions to this problem so it makes sense that steam said that they're going to uh, completely drop support for this but it's also sad news because it means that you won't be able to play any of your um, you won't be able to run steam first of all but you won't really outside of that uh, anything that you that you used before using Arduino, the technology well, I'm, I'm kind of it's kind of like Arduino's not going to work either that's it still have some 32-bit libraries yes it does are they windows or are they just 32-bit it's just 32-bit gotcha those should be you should be able to recompile those though those are all open source right 
Um, I mean, some of it, but it, I'm thinking more. It's just like it's dependent. It's dependent on software from a vendor that may not necessarily give you new versions of those binary. You know, it, it, because it, again, it's the it's the I/O libraries. Gotcha. And it's AV. It's dependent on. It's you got to wait for AVR to either give you a 64-bit native version of it or. Just fucking run, yeah, run an old version of yeah. The, the answer is run an old version of Ubuntu. Well, for or the vendors, for the vendors that have been holding off sixty-four bit binaries, fuck them. This was coming, but a lot of this stuff is you know like if you're running an old Windows game that was never made for 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 sixty-four uh, bit, then that's a different story, right? There's certain things that, for historical purposes, you'll never be able to get in 64-bit. Those are the ones where I, I don't... I, I actually have sympathy for the users. Um, one part that kind of hits us uh, personally um, is music development. So, we used to... You know, before the podcast, we used to make music together, and... The vast majority of the music plugins, whether it's an, an instrument, you know, like a, like a synthesizer or an effect like reverb or echo or something like that, or even some of the MIDI plugins where it does like uh, like the arpeggio or whatever. How's that? Yeah. How's LMS going to work out on this? Um, I think it's a death sentence for all of the plugins that rely on yeah, BST. Yeah. It's yeah. BST so. Plug. So the, the most popular the most popular audio plugin format today, it's still the, the most popular, is called VST, which Gunnar just said. VST is a licensed technology by a company called um, Steinberg. And Steinberg, when it first came out, all desktops were 32-bit. So it made sense for all of the plugin authors to make them in 32-bit. Now, you can make Steinberg plugins for other types like you can make a VST for Mac but because Windows really ruled it still does rules the the uh, the productivity world 90% of plugins are for Windows only and of those 90% like like 80% of those were never made 64 bit and it's because they essentially on the Windows world an audio plugin um was just a DLL, and you'd make this plugin, you'd provide the DLL, and it just worked. It had all the buttons. Um, some of them had pretty visualizations, and but all you had to do is drag this DLL inside your software, whether it was something like Fruity Loops or uh, Ableton. That th that that 32-bit DLL would give you everything you needed to either synthesize a sound some of them would like simulate a guitar it looked like a guitar it had real guitar samples inside it it was all inside one dll file but those historically have been 32-bit so people that have been producing music professionally using linux and it actually exists believe it or not there are professional uh, linux musicians out there they've been leveraging this 32-bit vst format that 32-bit vst format will no longer work on ubuntu 19.10 and higher so i know it's like a small percentage of a small percentage but ubuntu being the most popular linux distribution um 
it's really going to abandon uh, a good portion of its loyal users by dropping video games and dropping audio production. And then, then when the one true Linux has been achieved and Canonical has somehow made a product that's even more fucked than what Red Hat produces, then they truly will be lord of the world of ashes. See, what Canonical needs to do is come up with a replacement for System D. And then, they're, then, they're, then they're, their transformation to James Von Villain will be complete. <laughs> because, you know... The enemy of my enemy is still kind of an asshole. <laughs> What's uh? We want to switch gears here and talk a little bit of anime on uh, Netflix. I mean, like I'm looking at Evangelion porn right now, so yeah. I mean, like oh, that's kind of weird <laughs> in and of itself because I think I think it's like, so yeah. Actually, not really like an Evangelion porn, but let's go. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about Ava and the death. The death of, the death of our weebness, by other weebs. So. Uh, for those anime fans, and even for not all you three, know, hardcore all, anime all, all, all fans, all three of you who listen to this podcast, yeah, <clears throat> Netflix announced, gosh, two months ago that they were going to be uh, <clears throat> releasing the Genesis Evangelion uh, as like a you know it was only one season after after some very vicious like backbiting bidding war like in the anime industry. Was it was everyone trying to get that, including like Crunchyroll? Well, and Funimation, Funimation, Funimation and Crunchyroll were trying to get it, but um, because so in the states, um, the Evangelion Evangelion was originally dubbed and subtitled by and distributed by a company called ADV, which okay. went down in fucking epic flames in the late nineties. Um, and. It's one of those things where um, it kind of went into licensing hell for like almost twenty years, because yeah, because oh, sorry, I, everything I remember from Evangelion, it's it's essentially fucking bootleg. You know what I mean? Like it's all I had the DVDs, which I lost, which I'm an asshole because like they're actually worth big money now, and actually I guess they're worth money now. So yeah, it kind of is in a side note. So one of the, like one of the things, um, and we can get into that. Is that um, Evangelion has kind of the same problem as Star Wars did, as far as what they got, where they got stuff from. Okay. Um, uh, and go into that. Like, what, how, like how? Like, what do you actually mean with that? So the the net, whatever source Netflix used to get yeah. their raw footage is actually lower res than the last DVD that they did. Oh Jesus! Really? So there's even like you know there's the normal bullshit like streaming artifact codec artifacts, but. It's kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal, and it gets into this whole like licensing hell thing because like, um, the thing that was holding up the, the 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 issue in the states was that different different companies had different rights for different parts of Evangelion. Jesus Christ! Okay, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Macross and Robotech in the United States, and maybe Harmony Gold's finally gonna let it go, but um. The, the gist of it was, is that when ADV went out of business, uh, somebody else bought them and there was this whole kind of back and forth over who retained the rights to that first 26 episode block of Evangelion. 
which is why no, no other DVDs were printed and stuff like that. And like it was supposed to be a big deal because like when Netflix got it, it's effectively the, 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 the licenses in the West expired fully. So Netflix, with their deal that they signed, they got they got the whole kit and caboodle, so they can distribute everything in the West now. That's pretty badass, okay. Except Netflix did this thing where it's like Netflix is not an anime company, and kind of what's coming out is that Netflix just did it so they had more content to fucking cram on the platform. And it's... They so yeah, basic basically people have people have been waiting like fifteen, almost twenty years for this to get fixed, and Netflix did uh, Netflix like outbid everyone to try and get the rights to hold this, but then they proceeded to immediately do it on the ridiculous cheap. Gotcha. So you were you were saying, and I think that it's it's kind of out there as well. I've seen a couple of since you told me about this. Yeah, <clears throat> what the main problem is. Uh, I see. I've seen a couple of headlines. So I saw Evangelion probably close to twenty years ago. Um, so you know, I was a teenager, maybe even more than that actually. But I was definitely kind of like a young, a, a teenager, and and you know, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I remember it was super fucked up and super cool, but yeah, at the same time, Wikipedia's got the uh, the it's got the episodes airing in nineteen ninety six. So that makes yeah. perfect sense. So, but I guess what the major issue is, is that they've uh, gone the kind of Funimation route for anime fans and they've made some major dubs and even like cuts to the episodes. Is that correct? Yes. So the, oh, come on, come on, come on. I got to find the guy. I'm trying to find the, I'm trying to find the dude's name. So, um, okay. Dan Kanemetsu is the guy who did the, who did the, the, the new translation. So, I mean, like. There's there's certain like wonkiness that was inherent in the '90s anime industry. Um, but one of so Ava's kind of a weird series because it's effectively, hey, we're gonna make a television series, we're gonna make an anime about aliens that also like has super hordes of Christian iconography in it, and yeah. then yeah, we're gonna try that. and distribute this in the West after we hadn't really thought this all the way through. <laughs> are oh, you talking about their decision in the 90s or are you talking about their decision right now in the 90s so okay. i'm saying i'm saying that like and there's stuff there's stuff in the dub the original dub and but one of the, one of the items is that um so you know yeah spoilers for show that nobody really watched when it was first out that much um although it's kind of like quintessential and you know you know what is it? So so um and and yeah, I'm gonna get to my point. Gynax has its own problems, which is the company that made Evangelion. But um, one of the kind of core themes of Evangelion is that you're following the story of a bunch of characters, and one of the main ones is this uh, kid by the name of Shinji, who is this boy who has been kind of really just emotionally abused abandoned by you know abandoned by his dad his because his, his dad has this thing where um you know like uh he, you know like him and him and like him and him and his uh mother him and the kid's mother were like doing the super science thing mom kind of dies and dad's like kind of dead set on bringing her back and he doesn't have time to waste on 
Shinji, so, you know, and, and like you're in this post-apocalyptic Earth and blah, blah, blah. And I guess the thing is, is that Shinji's whole thing is that Shinji is incapable of forming meaningful human relationships because every one of them has just been this exercise in pain. And he's really just fucked up in general. And there is this one character who comes in towards the end called <laughs> Kaoru Nagasai or something like that. And one of the premises of Evangelion is that, um, so they have these giant, they have these giant, like, biomechanical things called Avas. And the thing is, is they need, they need a human, they need a human being, basically, to kind of animate them. But you have to be a human being born after, uh, born after a specific point. Because there was something that was like there was a disaster and basically something in the something in the planet's biosphere changed so like only only human beings that like were born after this point have whatever like have like are capable of getting this like marker that lets them kind of communicate with the eva because basically it's contamination you know because they're again this goes back into the christian iconography thing it's effectively they're tainted they're tainted by they're tainted by like the fallen as it were so they can communicate with the the spirits inside the the eva but anyway so kauru is this kid who basically comes the you know like in this episode and like he's the first he's the first being that ever just like shinji for shinji you know, like, and again, like, super, like, not between, like, super kind of on the sly. Although, if you watch the movie, so it, you have to, you're missing a kind of an you're missing an important point to kind of the story. Sorry, like Shinji is actually introduced into the story right on the first episode, and he hasn't spoken to his father in like eight years. Yeah, it, it, it and his father literally sent him because getting the fucking robot his, Shinji. Yeah. It literally like that, like he doesn't. He he talks to his father for five seconds. Getting the fuck and the problem, lot. yeah. The only the only reason that Sinji is there because there's a giant fucking monster that's going to to destroy humanity. And the other Ava pilot got so fucked up and 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 battered by it that he needs a pilot. And Shinji's the only one possible to 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 pilot Ava zero one. So it's not like his father sent for him because this disaster was happening. His father sent for him was. I need, I need this disaster's happening. This might kill you, but I need you to do this for me right now. I'm sorry, you know, and no apologies. They hadn't spoken to him. It was just kind of like, like he says, even his father is like, he's like, I didn't hear for you for like eight years, dad. And his dad was like, I didn't need you. And then he's like, but I need you now. So get in the fucking, get in the fucking robot. <laughs> like, it's not, it's pretty fucking horrible. Like, it's pretty. Just god awful. Like, so, like when a character is introduced to actually like Shinji, so only everybody only cares about Shinji because he can pilot the Eva. He's never known anybody essentially in this series that gave a fuck about him personally. You know, they don't give a shit. They just want him healthy enough to get in the fucking robot and go fuck shit up and save humanity. So when 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 Gunner talks about like this Kairu, like being the first first person to ever actually like Shinji for Shinji is like a major thing for kind of Shinji. You know, and and and, and spoilers, uh it turns out that Kaoru is actually like one of these uh so the 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 Ava team there or was it called Nerve? I don't remember what the heck the acronym is, but the the organization that's kind of like fighting against Earth. They're fighting these beings called angels 
which are basically aliens looking to kind of unite with this thing that the the nerve the nerve organization is like locked up in the basement of this uh like fortress that they have but the, the yeah, giant underground facility yes yeah. and the, the the like kind of one of the plots is that effectively the only the, yeah you know and again you know maybe it's ham-handed but where the thread goes is that effectively shinji has to kill the only thing that has ever like you know at least for as far as he understands that has ever actually kind of like liked him and if you look at the text you know like you look at the you look at the again like the movies the, the movies don't make it like it is on the nose straight up like there is there was no there was no given the d as it were but yeah it was totally like they were totally kiss kiss like at least from karu's side but um you know it, like that that's kind of the that's kind of like the, the 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 last straw that breaks him as a person is that like he has to murder this he has to murder this thing that was effectively the, the only positive being in his life and you know, like that—that's even like Kaur is like Kaur is resigned because he has, to, you know, like he has a job, but he doesn't want to kill Cindy. So it's this whole, and he just pops his head off like a fucking Pez dispenser, and it's. But like, it was oh. definitely like the point that Gunners like right. we're getting away from here is that it was absolutely um, painted as a, a kind of a young like uh, you know teenage homoerotic relationship for sure like they, it went past they sell, friendship they sell, they sell engagement rings so based on them in japan right right and <laughs> what i'm reading what i'm reading is that they that, that they decided to change like like subtle changes to the dialogue so that it went from like a love relationship to like a respect relationship is that what i'm reading yes well yeah <clears throat> Like in one case, it said, um, like the, the the translation came out as "it means I love you," and then in the Netflix re-release, they came out saying "it means I like you." It means I like you. I want to feel. That, I, want, I want to show you my grace. And then in another scene, it says, um, "How do you say it? How are you?" Kauru. Kauru said <laughs> he loved me, and then in the Netflix modified version of it, it says, uh, "Kauru said." I was worthy of his grace. <laughs> so they just, they took the gayness out. It's so fucking silly, well, though. I mean, it's it's also like again, this goes back to kind of like you cheap, like Netflix cheaped out. And part of this is that the guy that they got to go do the dub on this mm -hmm. is by uh, the, the translation is a, a gentleman by the name of Dan Kanemetsu. Okay. Uh, you know, and again, like old old anime fan like i think he's in his 50s you know and that's not a thing but the problem is is that dan kanamitsu is also kind of infamous because he he is a person who has decided that he's going to be an advocate for anime sometimes and there is an interview with i don't know if it was newsweek or something else but mm -hmm. he's having this kind of back and forth with them and he's arguing over the fact that uh, the inclusion of sexualized child 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 appearing characters in anime is not pedophilia. It's just that it's it's a cultural thing, and that they're they're adults with childlike features. And as a person, you know, and again, we can't get into too many details because we, we as 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 a, as a as residents of an area that this was a relevant story to an actual human adult that in a location that 
I'm not going to get into defamatory statements about, but it's, he is, he is for real, like the bad stereotype. And the thing is, yeah, it's like, so it, it's a guy, it's a guy who okay, like, what do you, what, what do you mean? I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. This guy, so he, this, this translator, you're, you're saying he, he played a part in, in removing some of the gay content from the show when it was retranslated for Netflix. What are you saying? Because he's repeatedly like found that kind of gross because it's not what he likes. So he doesn't like gay or he doesn't, because you said that he mentioned he's, he's like defending the use of of sexuality. He's not comfortable with like the sexualizing of like adolescents on like, you know, no, it's, it's, he's not, he's not cool. It's just the dudes. It's just yeah, the dudes. That's what you're saying, Gunnar. Oh, yeah. okay. He just doesn't like of, the dudes. He doesn't like dude on dude. It's, he's it's fine with he's of, fine with young girls. He's not fine with dude on that, dude. That's that is, what you're saying. That is, that is exactly it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, do you think? Um, so I'm. I wonder. Do you think that Netflix was more concerned that it was kind of creepy because they were, you know, they're young boys. Or do you think they were like so petrified of cancel culture? I don't that, even. Like, I don't even think it was that. I think it's literally Netflix didn't give a shit. Yeah. They just. They bad. just. They just dumped. They because again. Yeah. They, well, they're translating Netflix, a twenty-three-year-old show. Who cares? You know, I mean, it, people care, but who at Netflix would care? Well, and again, it, it's it's this idea. It, it was kind of just like Netflix got it for the sake of getting it. It was kind of like a coup to say that hey. We're real serious about this. Look at this thing that we look at this. Look at what we got, because I'm not saying, you know, and again, a business is business. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, cash talks, as it were. And but, you know, but part of the thing, too, is that Funimation Funimation went and did this. And what goes back into this whole like they did every they did everything on the cheap is that they didn't get any of the original theme music when they bought Ava, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't play, they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay for fly me to the, like, so there's like kind of this quintessential song that is associated with the old series, which is called fly me to the moon, which is a cover of the Frank, Frank Sinatra one, which I think Frank Sinatra covered it too, but. Okay. And they couldn't get rights to it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't pay for international rights. So they kind of just wrote like back, they wrote generic synth filler, like electric, mm-hmm. you know, like basically it's an LMS track of, a recruit, you know, like it's it's a piano version of someone else's song in the in the in the series, and that's their it's, that's their opener and closer. It's the Friendship Snake podcast theme song. That's what yeah, he is. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting thing because I do feel like Netflix does care about I do, they do care about their anime, but I, I think I think they care, they care about, about the anime that's in house. I, like I think Netflix cares about anime the way Ubuntu cares about video games. Yep. Like no, they know that it represents market share, but they really don't give a fuck. Like they they need, they're obligated to show the appearance that they care, because it's a slice of it's a slice of the market. But I don't I don't think they actually care. Uh, they think they absolutely care. Not I think you're right. Not necessarily as much now, but it's a gr- the problem is, is it's a growing slice of the market. Like it's anime it's a loyal is, it's a loyal tough. slice too, right? I mean, you you yeah. have yeah. to do it right. It's better to do it right than than it's like quality is preferred over quantity in this regard, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, yes, definitely. There's I mean because there's also they're coming out with so uh, there's a series called Berserk 
Um, not to get off the Evangelion thing, but there's a series. Berserk. Yeah, like Crunchyroll had a, which is another kind of uh, anime. It's really just an anime specific for the most part. Uh, Netflix, but they had this really kind of hokey looking CGI um, animation called Berserk, and it got panned pretty hard because it just looked like shit. Um, but ne- I've, there's been rumors that Netflix is actually going to do a Berserk, like a proper Berserk with proper animation. How, how long do you predict it takes for Crunchyroll to be bought out by one of the major streaming services? I think it's I think it's uh, within the next year and a half. That would really suck if it wasn't Netflix. <laughs> no, I, I, would you prefer Netflix or would you prefer someone like HBO, Showtime, Hulu? Well, I'm already think, paying. Think, I'm already paying Netflix, so, so I'd rather not play pay Hulu for so my fucking Crunchyroll. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole background story. Um, so you, you know that HBO is owned by AT and T now, right? I I do believe. I remember us talking about that. So you know that um, they own Warner Brothers too. Oh really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so AT and T owns DC Comics, that whole thing. Like, so that's that's why all these DC like DC direct serv- the DC direct service just kind of like dried up on the vine. Okay, is that they had all these different multi? So uh, actually, AT and T owns Rooster Teeth. Really? Yes. What's, they own what's, what's Rooster Teeth? Rooster it's a really um, it's a when I say really popular, really popular amongst like the nerd culture slash gaming community, uh, they do like podcasts. Essentially, it's a brand. Like they do podcasts, okay. they do YouTube videos, stuff like that. Gotcha. They did Red versus Blue. Uh, they have an original. You know, they have a bunch of original series like uh, Ruby, or RWBY, uh, which is kind of like more focused around internet famous. I mean, like I think they had to co- uh, uh, and they just did. They just did a. Um, new series called uh genlock which was uh, a friend of mine kind of works on hi keggy um but that they had like david Tennant and uh michael Gillian white or uh what's what's uh, and dakota fanning and all this you know like it was it, it was a pretty a-list production you know um but the the whole thing is is that um like they had like like probably nine different streaming slash web portal providers that they've bought, and you know like you make that comment about Crunchyroll, I don't see that happening just because like they're in the process of kind of like murdering all these companies that they got as part of that merger, and I wouldn't actually be surprised if Rooster Teeth doesn't get wrapped up, <clears throat> you know, but like because that, that's part part of the problem, like. I, I, I don't know if you watched Doom Patrol yet, but that's like I don't think they're making a season two of that. I don't think they are either. They literally just canceled Swamp Thing. Like they're not. It hasn't even aired. I don't think it's aired yet. Yeah, there was two episodes. And they've already canceled they, they, it. There were two episodes, and they they're done. And like they had- and and they, and there were two episodes that were kind of critically acclaimed. Like people said, were like, "This is an awesome show." But AT and T doesn't want to spend money to make it. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked for sure. I, I would if Rooster Teeth fell off. I wouldn't be completely shocked because honestly, um, I've never like the red versus blue shit. I didn't give a fuck about. I felt like that's mostly for Halo fanboys. Like it was somewhat amusing, but I didn't find it that amusing because I didn't really care for Halo, which I know is blasphemous in like the gaming community. But the mechanics were garbage. Well, the physics were garbage, not the mechanics. The mechanics were great. The physics were garbage. Well, you know, but that and that's part of the thing is that. 
Rooster Teeth kind of has comes into this rep because of Red versus Blue, which they actually haven't made any of that in a while. And you have the Rooster Teeth podcast and all this stuff. And I mean, like they they do they they do other production work, <clears throat> but it's funny because like they they finally made the plunge. Like they're an actual animation studio. Like they yeah they they're, they're yeah they're yeah their be. Twitter's got some. Um, they their Twitter's <laughs> advertising a show. Um, is it called Dropout? And it says it's from the creators of Adam Ruins Everything, and I really like that show. So I'm kind of interested in this dropout show. But uh, like you said, if they're doing all the voice, and I, I assume that they're hiring out the animation, maybe they're doing the animation themselves. Um, they're creating real content at that point, right? And they do mention um, the Warner Brothers stuff in their, the AT&T and the Warner Brothers stuff in their posts. You know, like what Gunner's saying. Like, you know, Cartoon Cartoon Network's possibly on the block here because that, they, they, like, AT&T, like, it's kind of weird, but effectively their whole bid was that they bought all these content providers because they want you to use more mobile data. Like, they were talking I... about, like, they want to change, they want to change how shows are produced on HBO so that they're more convenient to watch on your phone. Yeah, I I got to be honest with you. Do mergers ever help anybody but the no. shareholder? No. Like do they ever like I'm because it's just a it's a nightmare scenario. I mean, like, like there's 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 certain times like if you have something that if you have a business that you could you can only scale to a certain size. Like, you know, because it gets into this idea that, you know, like, like, again, honest, probably, like honest tea, like honest tea. Yeah. The tea company. Yeah. Yeah. That, Go into it, Trace. Talk about it. I don't know a whole lot about it, but from from my understanding of it, um, honest tea, their distribution could only get so large as an independent company. So mm. I think I'm probably going to fuck this up, but I believe it was Coca-Cola that made them the offer. OK. Um. But what that does is it allows them to distribute everywhere. Previous to that, they had to, like, they had to ride on a distributor. They had to pay that distributor to to uh, to distribute their product. And there's certain reaches of the world that are difficult. But once they just get bought by the the company, the merger actually makes the brand better. So like with um with with Honest Tea, their their slogan was just a tad sweet, and I'm a fan of this. Because I'm really sick. That they, actually, the guy who created Honest Tea was 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 an entrepreneur. He had nothing to do really with beverages. He just he was he went for a jog one day, and he he ran into a, a gas station or whatever you know some little um, some little corner store, and he looks a bodega or something. Yeah, and he looks and and the the cooler has it has a bunch of water and it's got a bunch of soda. And even stuff like um, like the iced tea, and he was he wanted an iced tea, had just as much sugar in it as the soda had, and he goes, "Where the hell is the drink that has that that's just sweet enough so that it's not iced? It's not you know unsweetened iced tea." He's like, "Where's the one that sits in the middle for somebody who's going for a jog and they don't want to just suck down a bunch of sugar?" And he created this just a tad sweet slogan. Because he realized that there was nothing in between the waters and the sodas on the shelf. Um, 
and he was able to start a, f- a product line, a full brand of tea um, with that notion. But he, he reached a certain size. And if, I, I think all of these companies, they reach a certain size and, and they end up getting bought out. And it's it, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, I don't know. Um, another example of that is um, um, Method Hand Soap. Okay. They're the bottles that look like a teardrop. And they yes. make a lot more than hand soap, but that's probably where most people actually see the branding. They make dish detergent. They make um, it's all like kind of natural or, or yeah. like less uh, less harsh chemicals, correct? Yeah. And the CEO was on um, uh, was on air, and he like he like drank his laundry detergent on air. He's like, it's so natural, <laughs> you can drink it. And uh, so they. They got really popular. The scents are different, so it's not like the the normal like like if you're doing if like the dish soap, it doesn't smell like the palm olive. Like it's got a better uh, aroma to it, and it doesn't use the as harsh chemicals. So people people really like Method. Well, Method has turned into this like this really important brand, and it was a premium product. It was more expensive, you know, than the Windexes that were on the shelf. Uh, but people were buying it because it was the whole the you know green product movement where they want they didn't want to. Um, they don't want to be cleaning a surface with something that had that had um, potentially toxic chemicals in it um, that right. you know maybe their kids or their babies are going to be using, and Method ended up getting bought out uh, just like just like Honest Tea. I guess maybe um, in the consumer space, as far as like goods, I, I could see it um, definitely as far as reaching a, a higher level of distribution, so that more more uh, potential consumers can get your product. But how about like an entertainment space, like with the, you know what I mean? Like when 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 companies buy stuff up, is that I I wonder like you're talking like you're talking like you're gonna have a problem with Disney owning all of the movies. Yeah, I mean that's something that I'm concerned about because I feel like since especially since Disney has done this merger with like Star Wars, the brand has been diluted. Yeah, like yeah, because they spent all this money on acquiring that franchise. They have to make their money back on it, and it's like they also don't I, have. I don't know. They also don't have the standards. That's and I think that's one of the biggest problems. And when you see these acquisitions, um, a lot of the time they keep the original team on board under the new, you know, under under the merger. They'll keep the original team on board because they don't want the the original mm-hmm. CEO's visions to be lost. But with a franchise that lasts as long as some of these shows that you're talking about, you can't possibly preserve the original vision, right? With Star Wars, you can't possibly preserve that forever. Eventually, it's going to get in the hands of someone else, and it has in this case. It has, and the vision won't necessarily be preserved. Um, I remember when it was actually difficult to find something that was branded Star Wars, now every you know you have you have uh, uh, napkins and paper plates and um, every consumable product that you could have in your house you can now get you I haven't seen it yet but I'm sure you can get Star Wars toilet paper and you could wipe your ass with Star Wars Star Wars Kleenex <laughs> everything's branded and because of that like you said Wade it dilutes that brand. But with those long-running shows, I don't know if there's another way around it. You know, how do you how do you preserve the original vision? You almost need like you need. To, it's like if you if you have the potential to start an empire, you have to start grooming someone to take it over for you. 
And somehow when you sell, you have to make sure that they still have creative control. Like how do you how do, how do you control that long after you leave? By building an AI that holds your consciousness and can serve as an oracle to those that 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 believe in your vision and can destroy those who don't. But I mean like the the thing is is that like Star Wars also suffers cuz effectively it doesn't have a Kevin Feige kind of in charge of it. Because I mean, the, the 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 thing with the thing is, is that you know, like, and I know that like, Kathleen Kennedy gets bagged on, but Kathleen Kennedy doesn't actually. Kathleen Kennedy doesn't care about like that experience. It's you know, it, it's it's did we do, did we did we get a production done? Did we get, you know, she's got the business side down kind of pat, but there's no like, how am I creating value? You know, like. Because I guess the thing is that you can be like, yeah, boring technical manager jargon aside. Kevin Feige's thing with the Marvel movies is how do I fucking create value with this? You know, like how do I get how do how do you know like I got the I got these like I got these Legos, and they actually technically weren't the most valuable Legos that we had. But how do I make how you know like what do, what do I do to get the people get get the people involved that I need to to work on this to make this like. A fucking you know, like make this a valuable quote unquote brand. I mean, they fucking right. made they made fucking Ant Man an actual like. A, they make, a name. They made Guardians of the Galaxy like what like a, you know what I mean like Guardians of the Galaxy is not like a crazy popular comic for Marvel. No, it is not. <laughs> like, but they made. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much the the movies like the the two movies may have made so far, but a, a fuck ton of money that I know, and they're super popular. They're everywhere. You know what I mean. So there are there are ways of doing it right. Like that's kind of an interesting interesting spin you put on it because somehow the Marvel brand continues to pump out like good quality stuff. Um I mean even the stuff that Flubs is still Right. Like even Captain Marvel was, you know, was, you know, I didn't think it was great. I don't think it was awful by any means. It was just was meh. Um even that like killed in the theaters. Like still made them a ton of money. Do you guys remember when Apple bought Beats Audio? Yep. Yes. That was like that was the, the big Dr. Dre push, right? Yeah, that was an interesting one too because it's like, okay, you just you're an overpriced hardware manufacturer that just bought another overpriced hardware manufacturer. And you'd think that Apple would have strategically started to merge the brands like Beats and Apple's like like earbuds would slowly yeah. become the same brand. But they haven't. So it's like, why did you buy them? Just just because you you wanted money? Like it's all what? it's almost like we know that like we can put our our we we know that these are made cheaply, but they look fancy, and we know we can put the Apple logo on them and make even more fucking money because our installed base essentially is cult like. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's not like you can buy an Apple Beats pill. Like they don't. It's still the Beats Audio pill. It's they don't cross the brand over. You know, it makes you wonder what the purpose was for them to purchase. It, it, aside from the obvious, like, like monetary gain, it, how did it improve either brand by purchasing it? Well, I mean, like, you get in the, you get in the flow. It, it's it's also it's also controlling of image, because the whole thing with it, like the AirPods and everything like that, Apple wants you. Apple designs their things to kind of be their own like logo. Like a physical, you know, like it's part of why they do their industrial design the way that they do. And if 
Beats was kind of moving in that space to say like, okay, I'm not listening to my iPhone or whatever on an like the Apple the the white the white drone pods. Then they wanted control of that branding to say that okay, like if somebody's if somebody's got a pair of Beats headphones, they're listening to it on an i i iPhone. You know, like how do you, I mean, like besides I the margin, well, I still it, don't see how either brand gets improved by the purchase. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. It, it might not be about improving Beats' brand. It's about controlling. It's about controlling the message of a product. I think maybe like, what Gunnar is saying is that. So let's, because Dr. Dre was backing it, right? Like that, and that's that's like a massive deal because this is this is also, you know, he's a he's a, he's a huge name in music. Yeah. Um, if if he were to come out with Beats by Dre and was pushing like I don't know Android or something like that, or like then then that could that could potentially hurt the Apple brand. So I don't know if it necessarily helped them, but it certainly didn't hurt them. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't. I, I guess my point, point is that it was kind of in, in defense of your statement, Wade, where you you said when has these when has one of these mergers helped? In that case, I don't think it's actually helped either brand. But an, a, another one where I think um, it actually did help is when Microsoft bought Minecraft. And the, the strange thing about that is that when Minecraft was um, was originally purchased, it didn't really seem to change much. But fast forward a couple of years now, and Minecraft for the Xbox is now a first-class citizen. So what's happened is the they call it like they used to call it Pocket Edition, uh-huh. but um, but that version of Minecraft now gets features before the desktop version, which makes it accelerate on their platform better, right? Which helps sell their platform, and in turn, their platform helps sell Minecraft. Um, But Microsoft, because it used to, when Minecraft f- first launched, it was really like a PC game. It was predominantly a PC game. Now the, oh, it was absolutely a PC game, yeah. Now the PC game is kind of like, it's kind of like this old, sorry if you hear screaming in the background. I have some uh, some loud children that I, are I, that are running of, around the house. Kind of digging um, the Velociraptor background music. <laughs> they actually went to a, uh, a dinosaur uh dinosaur-themed um, birthday party uh, a couple days ago. And um, there was supposed to be, like, you know... They, they, I, one of my friends was dressed up in a dinosaur suit, and there was a lot of uh, lot of dinosaur shrieking there. But uh, Do you need a reptar suit? Because, like, I can hook you up. <laughs> now the Java version is almost like the black sheep of Minecraft, right? And I think that they've helped push that brand. They, they've released major updates to the, to the game. So, first of all, the aquatic um, in Minecraft, they released a whole, like, a whole new world of underwater activity. Previously, you couldn't see underwater in the game. You'd need, like, special, you'd have to, like, craft special potions and you could see underwater, but there was nothing there. You'd have a squid. <laughs> there was nothing would, there. Would you, would you say that there was a, uh, was a whole new world with a whole new fantastic point of view there was yeah yeah no no, no, no magic carpets yet though that would be roblox disney's, no. disney's about uh dmc this dmc <laughs> <Where'd it go? laughs> um but they they released the whole did, did, the whole did, did, aquatic update which brought in dolphins and sea turtles and um and water zombies and and it, all the and these sunken ships and all this new content inside that you know maybe 
maybe Minecraft could have done without Microsoft, but having those resources at Microsoft certainly can make it expand. But and that, then they they just recently came out with this this concept of pillaging, <laughs> which is the villagers that can hurt you, and that's pretty cool too. And and they enhanced the whole world of the villagers, which are the people that kind of already living in the map, already living in the game. But what they just did is with you know with the, this new augmented reality, which I've heard nothing but great feedback on, uh, with the Minecraft Earth. You know, in that case, like it's like okay, well they're they're. Pokemon tried the augmented reality, but I think I really think they failed. By the way, we should we might want to talk about the new Harry Potter um, uh, Pokemon Go clone <laughs> that, that yeah, apparently I, no one is playing. I, I don't know a ton you know, about Joyce, that. Joyce but Joyce is I... playing it. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll I saw, I saw a couple people asking for you know asking for the codes, um, the, you know, the friend codes on Facebook, but I also saw people saying that the map is is completely empty where they live. So I don't know. I don't know how many people are actually playing it. What is it called? Harry Potter. Um, I don't want to be a wizard or something like that. Probably wizard training. All right. Wizard uh, training camp. I don't know what it's called. Let's find out. Um, but like with the Minecraft Earth, I think that. Microsoft really got a brand, the Minecraft brand, and I feel like they improved it. They found a lot of areas where it needed to be made better, and they did make it better. Now, I'm a Java, Minecraft Java edition player, so I, I don't like the fact that that falls behind the other versions. But you know what? If, it if it's an extra week before I get to play the latest update um, because Microsoft's preferring their own brand, that's okay. At least they're still bringing the content back to the original version. Sure. So in the, I think that's that's an example where it's better, you know, where where the where them consuming the entire Minecraft brand actually improved it. Um, I think that Star Wars is an example of where they already did Star Wars. Star Wars, I feel, already had all of the content out there. Disney just just diluted the brand. They just made so that every store could sell a throwaway lightsaber because they wanted to just make a quick buck. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh it's, it's sad to see um I don't know, maybe they'll they'll change maybe they'll change course, maybe they'll go the way of Marvel. I mean, they're never going to go the way of Marvel as far as well, that that's not entirely true. You get a Marvel pretty much anything as well. But I, I guess I don't know I I'm not sure why it's it's super why it feels very very different. Harry Potter Wizards Unite is the, uh, uh, is wizard, the app. yeah Wizards Unite yeah so wake up I, wizard people yeah I don't, I don't know I I've, I it's it's just, it's essentially a Pokemon Go clone I'm surprised that <laughs> I am a bit surprised that uh, there have been some fucking you know well, are you is it developed by the same people oh let's find out. Uh yes. Ooh. Yes, it's made by Niantic. So yeah. Really. The inventors of Ingress and the creators of Pokemon Go. Yep, it's the same company. <clears throat> well, I guess then yeah, that kind of saves you cuz uh it's not like it's not like Nintendo's going to be like, "Wait, that's like Pokemon Go" cuz Niantic's going to be like, "Yeah, you had no problem copying our our game Ingress that we made." Right. <laughs> but now you have a problem we made a Harry Potter version. Yeah, I, my fear is that they're just going to use. It's going to be the same game, and you know, I, I, I'm a Pokemon Go player, and I don't even know why I still play. I, it's like I just, I, in my head, like at some point the game might actually become fun, but it hasn't. It's stupid. It's like, it's Pokemon. 
Pokemon Go, if you watch the original commercial, you know, it's like you can see a Charizard, uh, you can see Charizard like crossing the street or whatever, or a Charmander, you know. But then when it actually comes out, it's nothing like that. It's not really engaging, right? It's more of like a scavenger hunt. It reminds me a lot of geocaching. Um, The difference is, is when you geocache, you at least have some type of interaction with the other person because they placed something somewhere physically. And then you go to that same location and you pick up what they dropped there. So geocaching, there's at least like a, you feel like you have a connection. It's like, hey, did you are you the one that that that, that left a rock with a poem underneath the bell? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. I thought it would be cool for someone else to find this rock with a poem on it. Now, don't get me wrong. Got to be pretty fucking bored with life to spend your time <laughs> geocaching. But the same can be said for Pokemon Go. You know, if you're just going from church to church to post office to post office, you know, just picking up these Pokemon game items, you know, you got to be pretty bored. Uh, Although it is a nice excuse to get out and walk. But in that case, is Pokemon Go just a new fitness tracker? (laughs) I mean, it's yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. It's It's an interesting theory. Uh, maybe people are just like, I'm, I'm going to be walking here anyway. Here's just something to pass the time. But, I don't really know. But like, I mean, and I don't want this to turn into a rant about Pokemon Go because I could rant forever about it. But Pokemon uh, Go introduced a feature that you could give gifts to each other. And it's part of the whole friends feature. Okay. But you can't actually choose the gifts that you give. And I find this to be problematic. Now, I understand why Niantic did it. Niantic did it because if they didn't restrict the gift-giving process, then you could make five accounts, you could walk to a location, and you could get all of the items that you got from four of the accounts and give it to the fifth, and the fifth account could have superpowers, right? Because every item you collected in the game, you'd be collecting five of them. But if that's their biggest concern, they should they should make other methods to re, to, to throttle that, right? Like, yeah. hey, I just saw you give Wade seventeen um, legendaries in a row. Maybe you should stop. Maybe you should stop giving him legendaries because you're starting to look like like you're cheating, right? They could throttle that. But instead, the gift giving is really you just like tap give gift to somebody and it's completely random. And the only items that can be a gift are the same items that you would get at a stop. So there's no incentive to gift someone in this game because you're not actually giving them a gift. All you're doing is you're making it so that they can receive items without going to a stop. But certain items you can only get if you go to a stop. Like if you hit a stop for seven days, they might give you a special gem. The gifts don't allow that. So the gifts is really just an additional layer in the game that takes up more time in the game, which does make it look like people are playing more. But it it's really just frustrates them because they there's there's no more interaction than there was without the gifts. Maybe a, maybe a smidge more because I can select on Wade's name when I send him a gift. But there's nothing personal about it. Wade's not like, holy shit, Trace, I didn't expect you to send me a whole bunch of those uh, 
those those rare candies, which in the game can be used to evolve any type of Pokemon. Like if I gave Wade a hundred of those rare candies, it takes a long time to get those, and that's a pretty big gift. That's unless you that buy I can them, use. though, right? Um, a lot of them can't be bought, so it truly oh, is really? an earned thing, right? And it feels like a gift. But they don't allow you to actually decide what you're giving to them, which is essentially giving everybody gift cards, but they're all the same amount. And it's a terrible feature. It is absolutely terrible. So to me, it's all it did is it just added another annoyance to the game. It didn't actually add a feature to the game. Whereas with Minecraft Earth, right, right from the beginning, if I look out my window with my phone, I can see things that people have built in the areas around me the interaction is immediate if wait if you decide to make a castle and i will actually be able to see that castle built at your your house or if you decide to make it in the middle of the road which of course that's going to be dangerous but you can actually build things anywhere in the in in, in the augmented reality and you can interact with people mm-hmm. so to me it's already a better platform um than than Pokemon Go, and um, my fear is that this Wizards Unite is really just trying to sell a shitty concept of Pokemon Go to another subset of people instead of doing something like what Minecraft is doing and actually try to think, hey, what would an augmented reality look like? How can we get people to, to interact with each other? Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. <clears throat> that doesn't sound like... Uh, I mean, I don't know enough about the app or the game to comment on it, but, I mean, from the outside, it wouldn't be out of the realm of conception that that's what's going on with it, for sure. Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite. Wake up, wizard people. <laughs> Please tell me you get that. Please tell me you know what i'm making fun of right now i don't but it sounds like uh simpsons no it's actually horribly racist oh it's it's a bad it's a bad youtube video but it's like wake up what people oh i don't know i haven't seen it okay sorry it's all right never mind it's just (laughs) wizards I, I love. I just love like the casual, the casual like classism slash immense racism that's kind of just like okay in Harry Potter, the fucking Muggles, dirty I savage mean, mudbloods. It's fucking English. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have this horribly abused kid, but at least he's not one of the mudbloods. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that. Do you think that's maybe a bit of a stretch? No, I mean, like, if, 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 if I mean, like, you, you say that, but you listen to J.K. Rowling, like, kind of talk outside of Harry Potter now, and it's like, no, she's, I, I maybe, know. maybe it's I'll... something, it's, it's something, you know, and I, I'm not, not getting into racist thing, but just like the class, like, England is, it's like a, as much as we talk about our social and, like, something differences here, England is, like, a fucking country dedicated to perfecting it. Like there, yeah, India's so India's good. worse. India's worse, and it's the second most populated country in the world. Well, India, but India, India is, also is, got India. Uh, India also has like the boost of like they were they were like that kind of to start with, and then they got the Engl- then they got the England XP booster item. The thing with uh the thing with like you you talk about like like Harry Potter like like being like kind of subtly like racist or classist or whatever. The the vast majority of Disney films 
are based on the premise that it's okay to be born a fucking princess. Yeah. As long as you're kind of an okay princess. Yep. I mean, fuck Disney, period. Yes. For 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 making the majority of their money based I, I, on I don't know go, if you can go. We're, 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 in se- <laughs> we're in separate rooms right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can see me like throwing my fist up at you. Preach preach on. Preach on. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if you've seen um you know, wreck it Ralph. Uh Ralph breaks the internet. Right? Such a good such a such a good such a good title for a porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Bust but but bust it big ball, Ralph. That's too too hard. Too, too trying too hard. It's okay. Um But like there's a scene where this this um this the, the the premise of the movie if you guys if you guys haven't heard it, it's a pretty cool movie but uh the the premise of the movie is that uh Wreck-It Ralph is is a video game character and um so is this girl um I really don't know her name maybe glitch or something but she's a um a race car driver her voice is played by Sarah Silverman I believe yep and the idea is is that um she's an old arcade machine an old racing arcade machine and uh, her arcade machine is, is is unplugged because one of the people playing it broke the steering wheel. But she's a self-aware video game character, so she decides that if she can get out of the video game, make it onto the internet, get onto eBay, she can actually order one of these steering wheels and keep her game alive. Now, the whole idea that she's a glitch inside the game but she only exists inside this one game. Um, it's kind of a weird and sad concept because it means that this glitchy character uh, potentially doesn't exist anywhere else. So that's kind of a lonely, sad fate. But if she can just get this steering wheel, then she's good. Well, at some, at some point, she ends up inside a room with all of the Disney princesses. And they're all just sitting around in their fucking pajamas without a worry in the world. And you, you, what what it does is it really gives you an idea of the scope. And Disney did it to themselves, right? I mean, they they decided to put all the princesses in one room. But it gives you an idea of the scope that there are so many of these just money making princesses, and most most girls know exactly who these princesses are. And it's like how 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 long are they going to keep selling the idea that you can be born into riches? And you can still be a great princess as long as you're mostly okay of a person. Hmm. Fuck you, Disney. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a complicated statement. So selling the thought that it's okay to be born into money as long as you're a good person, correct? Yeah, I mean, look at Frozen. Right, they're coming out with a sequel for Frozen. Okay, like, like Toy Story, I like. Right, Toy Story is like you're just a bunch of toys. There's nothing special about you. You're just a bunch of toys loyal to your owner. You have a little okay. bit of enslavement going on there, but besides that, Toy Story is a cool premise. But what the fuck is the moral of the story of Frozen? That if you're born rich inside a castle. You, you need to let it you can eventually fix all of your problems and then need, stay rich in a fucking I castle. Fool, no, 
I think that the point of Frozen was let it go. Let it go. You can be very, very different, um, and have maybe attributes that some would f- at, on at first glance find uh, a negative or be kind of adverse, have adverse feelings towards. However, in the end of the story, I think that that they're saying that you know. Maybe those people that are very different or that have attributes that are that that society, you know, are that fall outside of societal norms can actually still be contributors to society and, and it's in some cases make it better or or potentially save society, if you will. I think that's the thing they're going through. I don't really know if it's if if it's about money. <laughs> I don't know if that's if like that's like the theme. But of it's it, still it still sells the idea of a of a monarch society. Right? These girls these girls are only in the movie because they're born princesses. Right? That's the only well, purpose of them in a... the movie. And it's like, oh my gosh, everyone thinks she's evil, but she's really got a warm heart. And it's like, yeah, but you're still a rich bitch. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think we should besmirch people that have money. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that. What I'm saying is that that's the focal point of the vast majority of these of the storylines that they're selling. Hmm. Even in Cinderella, right? Even in Cinderella, it's like at the end you, you you're going to be in this this luxurious um, the horse drawn carriage with the prince of your dreams i don't think that it really sells it really sells great value there's good they throw good value in there right because they don't want to appear as a monster but they're still monsters yeah but what about like brave or like mano uh is it manoa manoa i think it is like i, uh, I think mona? disney is definitely yeah the one with the rock in it mm-hmm like I think Disney is definitely making some changes to for like because I think what your the baseline is what your problem with is what you're kind of describing is it's like there's like zero female empowerment like the the, the most you can expect to be is just some well th- you know concubine for some rich fucker yeah I mean they're powerful right I mean a queen is a queen but she's born a queen yeah but Manoa wasn't Manoa wasn't really born a queen she's just an island girl. Yeah, I, to be, I haven't really watched Mona. Oh, dude, it's great. It's it's good. Most of most of me watching that is me listening to, to the the cool songs in it. Like, isn't there like an underground crab that starts singing or something like that? Um, not that I can remember. The only real song I remember is "You're Welcome," which was performed by The Rock, which is probably unfair, but that was the one that stuck in my head the most. It's been two and a half years since I've seen it, so. Yeah, I'm thinking of um, the shiny one where they, it's like he's like a lobster or a crab or something underwater. And um, he sings a very flamboyant song called Shiny. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you, have, you, you have a good point. But they just re-released Aladdin. Okay, well, let's talk about <laughs> Aladdin, I guess. Like, I'm not I, – I, I, I remember Aladdin because, you know, we were – Teenage, actually younger than teenagers, preteens when that came out. I bet. So let's 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 dissect it. Let's do it. Like let's see what what we have legitimate beats because on the surface, well, I, I mean, he's a, I can think of a couple of things. You, you got you got the whole like, um, you, you got the whole like 
whatever, like the poor neighborhood street raff, riff raff. Yeah, but I don't. But that. he has to. He has to dress himself up like a prince, just to get the attention of the princess. Not true. Not true at all. Don't remember in the beginning of that movie that that he kind of the princess runs away from the castle because she she doesn't want to have an arranged marriage, and that's where she first meets kind of Aladdin. Isn't isn't that not the case? Okay, maybe it is, but she's still a fucking princess, and it's ultimately it's 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 ultimately like this great fate that they have because she's a princess that really doesn't suck that much, right? It's still a monarch. Okay. It's still a fucking monarch society. You're right, but they all have this theme that the that the princess that should be ruler is the one that doesn't suck as much. She's still born to wealth. Yeah, maybe he maybe he doesn't know how to woo her, which I wouldn't either if I were a fucking street rat and I had a fucking you genie. Get, honey, you better get ready for the wooing. The wooing. So your problem then is that it's essentially um, that they depict people with money as essentially being societal leaders, and that's who the should ult- be the ruling society. Ultimate societal authority shouldn't be determined by some wet bint coming out of a pond with a sword, tossing it to some guy and saying, here, you're the lord of everything that you can see. Have fun. And goes back to her her fish house underneath the water. Yeah, even Snow White's the fucking stepdaughter of the queen. Like what the no, fuck? No, she's who is Snow? No, no. Snow White. Snow White she's... is the daughter of the king. Is she well, right? Yes, yeah, she is right. Right, and in the queen, it's the queen's stepdaughter. No, I think you. Hold on. Who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, she like she like marries Snow White's dad and then kills him. Does she? Man, I I don't know. We're going back. Fortunately, I started watching that um, Once Upon a Time show, which kind of retells a lot of these these fairy tales. Yeah, I, Once Upon a okay. Yeah, Once Upon a Time like kind of tries tries melding them all together. But she's still a fucking princess, though. She's still fucking ton- t- super rich. She just happens to have like this bad fae, and everybody likes her. But she's still a fucking princess. These are still, they're still all monarch societies. Fuck Disney. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, I, I, I agree with fuck just, Disney, just, but I, I just definitely stick with agree ducks with... wearing no pants. You, you, you had it, you had it set, guys. You didn't have to go any further. Just pants. You're talking about, what are you, were you talking about, uh, DuckTales? Donald Duck. Woo. Woo. And Donald Duck, yeah. Is it strange that they're not wearing pants, or is it stranger that they are wearing a shirt? I don't know either way. Uh, I, I I just want you to I, I just want you to appreciate that it's it's canonical now that Donald Duck is the single most powerful wizard in all of the realities, uh, according to Square yeah. Enix, where he can throw, he can basically see he's the, he is he is the Sailor Saturn of that crew, and he can just like cast the one spell that basically ends all of material reality. I have no and idea you, what you're talking about. Have you guys seen Kingdom Howard Heart, the Duck? I, he's talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yes, I have seen Howard the movie Howard the Duck from the 80s. Yeah. He had pants, right? I think he wore pants. No, uh, no he only wore a shirt. Nope, he only oh, wore a shirt. No. He wears pants in the comics now. Yeah. You know, I mean, but it's not like ducks have external genitalia, so you have to worry about that, you know? 
That's not shocking that we've covered duck yeah, but genitalia. On women the don't, the women don't have women don't have external genitalia either. We still we still put pants on them. Yeah, but they kind of you know it's it's all tucked underneath feathers. It just like it rolls up. Gotcha. I still don't understand the shirt part. Because they get cold. Well, they have to humanize them some. So yeah, they have to and personalize it's, them it's like if, if he didn't have a shirt on, he'd be out of uniform. He's a sailor. Right. <laughs> what about what about uh? Uh, the Little Mermaid. Isn't her dad the fucking king too? King of the sea. King Poseidon. Jeez. Well, they're I mean, they rich. did build. They're all just they, rich. They, they did build a like a princesses essentially like brand, like Disney did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, no, but I mean, like you know, again, it's it's yeah, she's one of seven sisters. Ursula's yeah, Ursula's her. But aunt. she's but she's the good rich bitch. Well, why is she a bitch? <laughs> She's not because because Trace is biased against princesses and or or, as, or at least or at least beings with the fish parts down below and the human parts up above because it was the other way around then he'd be okay. She's not. It's a it's a Die Antwerp song. The rich bitch. <laughs> like I I get what you're saying where Disney is putting this kind of crazy importance like on. Girls are like you have to be a princess. You to, like you should aspire to be some princess. But they have done some stuff that's not quite like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're not like you know the princess wins it all. They definitely had some like strong feet because I think the concern is is that you're taking young women and your young young girls and your your what you're putting importance on is their status and not necessarily their deeds. And yeah. And that's understandable, correct? Yeah, it's, C- it's totally. And 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 it's just been recently that they've started to have stronger female characters. Like, but Mulan wasn't a princess, right? Was she? No. God, I, I mean, Mulan. So they've they've had some. Oh, they, they've, they, wasn't they, she? They, wasn't they she like the chosen one though? Well, no, they do princess her up in um, like their marketing media now, but. Well, she's considered she's one of the Disney well, princesses. They, you know, I she assume. was featured in a film, just like Pocahontas. Although, yeah, I don't know. Pocahontas doesn't seem to get a lot of screen time. I think it makes him nervous. And, uh, and you're like, and, uh, uh, Esmeralda from uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. So, so Moana, Moana was like, she was like the chosen one in that movie. Like there was, it was her destiny to save the people. Yeah, but she got the she got the so, junk dragon. She got the she, she, but she did start off as just dragon. some like. Just some curious teenager. She did or she did she not? She did, yeah. She was just a curious teenager. Okay. So she's yeah. a good example uh, of what you're saying, Wade. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think Disney does, like, so I completely agree with your concerns. If you took pretty much just most Disney movies from the 90s, um, not from the 80s and 70s, like the, your, your, your typical archetype, the princesses, it's not a great standard for for female, you know, self-esteem. Not that I'm a female. We really should have a female on talking about this. But I, like, I see like Moana and stuff. I'm like Moana's a badass. You, like, you never, you never like pretended that you were the Little Mermaid when you were young, Wade. No, okay. no, I didn't. No, I don't know. Ta- <laughs> Come Tangle on, guys. In the you, ever, you never, you never think that Bugs Bunny when he dressed up as a girl rabbit was kind of attractive. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> me either. Me either. <laughs> I don't. Tangled wasn't. Tangled wasn't in the fucking nineties either. Tangled. I didn't see. Is that like Rapunzel? Yeah, it's Rapunzel. Do you realize that still a whole, princess? Do you realize it's funny? Yeah, she was locked away, but still no, a princess. No. So, so kind it's of. Like, yeah, she's in solitary confinement for a long time, so I guess she's an okay person. 
I I gotta tell you I gotta tell you a story, and this is just how the level of like how fucked we are as a modern civilization. I mean, like not like climate change, whatever, but Frozen. One of the big items, the reasons that that movie got made, was because they had all this merchandise that didn't sell for Tangled, and they needed a blonde protagonist with long hair in a braid. I heard Frozen was like deemed as a movie that couldn't be produced because the plot was going to be too hard to sell. Well, again, because it was it was it was there was one of their separate projects, but yeah, like basically Frozen was an excuse to get all the merchandise that didn't sell for Tangled back on the shelf in new boxes and out of Disney, so they didn't have to write it down. How about the Princess and the Frog? Was that about a princess? <laughs> <laughs> the best princess. We should rate. We should rate Disney princesses. I'm sorry. That seems, that seems Trace. Trace is not zero Disney princesses. That that seems incredibly misogynist. What's that? How about Enchant? Rating our top five Disney. How princesses? about Enchanted? <laughs> Fell in love with a prince. What a fucking surprise! Main character's rich. It's like it's kind of like being like, well, you know, I'm so sick of all the Kardashians, but I like this one because she's nice. It's like you shouldn't even be talking about them. You shouldn't even be talking about them at all. They shouldn't be entering the conversation. You should be talking about regular human beings like <laughs> Moana. Although even even in Moana's case, like it was kind of. What about the one from uh, Brave? What was her name? Uh, Mer, 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 not Miranda. It was, yeah, Mer, Merida, Mer, Mer, Merida, Merida, yeah, Merida, Merida, something like that. I don't I know, know how to say it. Was she a princess or I no? I didn't see Brave. She was the daughter of a king, so yeah. Was she yeah, okay. Scottish right, though, which is enough. why she had red hair. <laughs> yep. What a surprise. <laughs> what a f- you're really going hard on you're really going hard what on a fucking the Disney princess and, 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 and this, that's, and this is why Game of Th- her, mom, her mom got cursed because she didn't want to be a princess this is why Game of Thrones was so awesome like there was the kingdoms but like like the the outcasts of the kingdoms the Starks I think that they kind of they kind of deserved like well I can't say anything without spoiling it but uh, at this point, we're we're I think we're we're spoiler. We don't have to be spoiler free on Game of Thrones at this point. Like everyone's seen, it, I think. I think it's safe. <clears throat> but 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 in that case, I think there was there was a pretty strong underdog story. Um, the people that that rose to the top weren't all just born with bloodlines of royal families. So I thought that was a decent. Uh... Oh, I got one for you. Hmm. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Humble up 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 upbringings. Father like <laughs> was like a watchmaker. He wasn't a king. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. I like you're putting me in this fucked up position where I'm trying to like defend Disney. Mhm. That's not I don't want to be in that position. Yeah, but it's still about a prince that gets turned into a beast. Yeah, but not a princess. The princess ch- saves him from the beast. Okay, turns him into like a fucking okay. human. Okay, so so what's what's the storyline there? You can become a princess <laughs> if you fall in love with an ugly rich man. He's not. The- <laughs> 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 
if she if she looks beyond the looks, I guess. Oh my gosh. She cared about what was on the inside. <laughs> oh my gosh. You imagine if you shaved the beast, just left him as a beast. Oh god. I wish someone would do that. I would love to see that. If it if like they showed like a like cause bears look fucking weird I shaved. Do... You ever seen a shaved bear? No. Google shaved bear. They're scary and creepy. Gunner, have you seen a shaved bear? I've seen a shaved bear. God, they're fucking, they're freaky looking. They look like giant, like, rat things. Oh, holy hell. Yeah. So, like, let's see if someone actually did that. Disney's the Beast. Shaved. Whoa. Bears look so much cooler with hair. Yeah, you might have a hard time finding it. Yeah, it would probably be a lot of work, I guess. Yeah, bears look super cool with all their hair, but without it, they look disgusting. Yeah, they they look like like weird kangaroo things. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find a really good naked bear and post it as the thumbnail for this episode <laughs> i support i support that <laughs> all right now we're 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 getting low on time here um you wanted to try something new this episode wade okay so i wanted to just to see how it played played out um i wanted to do a segment called mcgunner as like a spoof off of um mcgyver which is a show in the 80s for any younger listeners mcgyver well actually People in the 2000s probably heard of MacGruber, which was a which was a spoof of MacGyver. Um, so McGunner essentially would be you and I, Trace, pick three um, regular kind of daily or household items, put Gunner in a I don't know a harrowing uh, position. Uh, an imaginary harrowing position and he has the choice he has choices to uh one weaponize them he can weaponize the he can combine the items and weaponize it he can two make it into uh some sort of an escape uh device or he can three uh essentially give up um and stay in the predicament and just make a sex toy out of it okay <laughs> and gunner essentially I was going to give him 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's really not a lot of time, but that's essentially the amount of time that MacGyver kind of had. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I wanted to see how, how it would potentially go. So so what do I have to pick? Just an object? I want, uh, I want, I'm going to pick two objects. You're going to pick one object, and you're also going to pick the setting that he's in. So you're going to pick the setting first. Okay. So pick a setting. Okay, so the setting is um, Gunner is trapped in a sewer and he can't get out. Okay, and the and the so sewer Gunner's, level is rising. Okay, so Gunner essentially is going to drown potentially. Yes. All right, pick an object. Pick one object, then I'll pick two objects. Um, the first object that I'm going to give Mick Gunner is going to be a leather belt with that's missing the clasp. Ooh. Okay, leather belt that's missing the clasp. Gunner 
I will give you a slinky metal. And I will also give you a teacup. Porcelain. Okay. <laughs> uh, the 45 seconds will begin right when we hit the stroke of 22. Go. All right. You have 45 seconds well, now. Technically, so. it's 11.18 where I am, so I have four minutes. I have four more minutes before I have to start. No, no. I'm telling you your 45 seconds is beginning now. The count. Okay. We'll go, we'll go with one, and so, now so, you so can here, start here, thinking. Here. You don't have to start explaining. No, here, here, start working in your mind and trace and I are I'm trapped talk. in a sewer. No. Is it like a city sewer? Is it where exactly? Trace, that's up to you. Who cares? You don't even know. You don't even know what sewer you're in, Connor. You just you just are. You wake up in a sewer. Okay. Yeah, you're in a sewer. You have a teacup, a slinky, <laughs> and a leather belt without the clasp. And you now have 45 seconds to figure it out. Hmm. Starting now. So, so we've got... You don't have to explain it. Just think you you get all this time to think it to yourself. Trace and I will maybe maybe theorize on what you're actually going to do. So what were my items? A leather a leather belt, you, a leather belt, teacup. leather belt without the clasp, a teacup, and a metal slinky. And you have your time is fucking going. Oh, okay, because I'm, got... I'm thinking because I'm not sure if the I'm not sure if the teacup's going to float or not. Because that's the thing is that you use you use the going to die. For, no, you use the teacup to figure out what direction the sewage is flowing in. Chase, what do you what do you think you'll uh, what do you what do you think will 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 be Gunner's outcome? I think he will use the leather belt to hang himself. <laughs> I said it, I thought he was going to use the leather belt to asphyxiate himself <laughs> while he shoved the other things up his oh, ass. No. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, let's say I'll give you another fifteen seconds, Gunner. Oh, okay. so I, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize I had to answer like immediately. I thought it was after at the end of the fifteen seconds. No, you get forty-five seconds to figure the, the fuck well, out. Well, no, because I, I guess I, I used te- used te- up to figure out what direction the the freaking uh. So you have an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right, okay. So time, so time, Gunner, tell us what you're gonna do. So I guess the thing is, you uh, try and use the teacup to figure out the direction that the sewage is flowing in, because you want to, you know, again, there's got to be a surface culvert or something like that. Okay. You're looking for an access panel or something like an energy, like a like a basically a like a a change where it does the drop, so that if even if it's flood and you still got air, and then when I get to air, when I get to air, I use the I use kind of the slinky to do a rig up a clasp to hold the belt, so I kind of have myself anchored while the freaking surge comes through, and then wait for it to pass. Then I auto erotic asphyxiate myself. <laughs> <laughs> And figure out the number of rings, the number of loops I can have in the slinky between the holes on the belt, so that like you know it just it like uh, it breaks before it breaks the 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 lock before I when I spasm from climax. I think, and then follow my death. You know, even if you die, I think you won. I do think you won. I think that was pretty good. So, Gunner, well well done. I mean, you didn't escape. You're you're stuck in a shit prison. Well, no, but... I mean, like, but I'm not drowning in the shit prison, and I have the alternative. That's I have the true. Alternative you did. To... You do. You do get to fight. You do get to fight and masturbate another day, which is important. Yes. Do you want to do another one? 
Or I could just break. I could break I, the teacup, slip my wrist, and hopefully bleed out before the shit wave comes. <laughs> Remember, kid, down right. the tracks okay. instead of across the street. Let's do another McGunner. Don't do and... that, kids. It's the long way home. No shortcuts. Yeah. Okay, do I get to pick the second premise, or is it? Are we going to flip flop yes. it? Yes, uh, flip flip flop it. So I'll pick the premise and one item. Okay. All right, so Gunner, you are. <clears throat> Oh, let's see. You are trapped in an airplane that has been hijacked uh, by terrorists. You are in the bathroom right now. <clears throat> you are not locked in the bathroom, however. Um, so you will have you will be able to get out of the cabin, but there's some hectic shit going on. Like they don't have complete control of the. Um, of the of like the, the cabin so they don't have complete control of the plane but they're there they say they have explosive devices and, and shit like that and it's, it's it's a pretty tense situation going on you're trapped thirty thousand feet up in a bathroom and you have a my item will be a teddy bear you have your standard teddy bear um the other items um you have a generation one ipad and the battery is at six percent, <laughs> which means which means you have like two hours left. Um, the teddy bear that Wade mentioned, and the final item is you have three bottles of vodka, the little ones, those little tiny bottles of vodka that you can get on the plane. Mm-hmm. You have three of those, three of the mini. Uh, Vodka bottles. I don't know why you brought them into the bathroom with the iPad, but that's what you have. I need to take that. I you have a teddy bear, a Generation One iPad, and the vodka. Do you have? Uh, do you have any questions before we start the timer, Gunner? Do am I coming into this blind? Like, do I know how many people? Do I know how many people are on? Like, how many? No, you weren't. It's a. It's a. You're, it's a full flight. The flight is full. Um, and I, you, this all happened in the bathroom, right? But it's, it's, you can hear there's at least three dudes yeah, cause like, that are like, like terrorizing this. I plane. think what he's asking, because like in the sewer, he didn't know how he got there or where he was. But in this case, right. he, Gunner knew how he got onto the plane, right? It was kind of unexpected. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So you're taking a flight, uh, let's say to, uh, I don't know. Let's say you're taking a flight to fucking, San Francisco or fucking Oregon. It's going to be, let's say it's, it's going to be a, you had planned it being a relatively long flight. Okay. Any other questions? Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I auto erotic. A, 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 a <laughs> so no other questions, correct? Not really. Your time begins now. You have 45 seconds. Trace, what do you think Gunner's going to do? Um, I think he's going to boof. <laughs> How? What? What? what, what I, Gunner, you just keep thinking about your thing. Trace and I will we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the, what, 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 what we think you're going to do. It's forty percent. It's forty percent alcohol. I think that Gunner is going to put porno on the the iPad. He's going to dampen the rear end of the of the <laughs> stuffed head of the teddy bear and fuck it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Gunner's like the least likely to rape 
a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why this is funny because, like, like there would be a greater chance that the teddy bear would rape Gunner. Would you say the vodka would burn? Yes. Yeah, it's flammable. Yeah. Um, and time. Okay. Gunner, what are you gonna do? I am going to douse the teddy bear in vodka. Mm -hmm. Crack the iPad. (laughs) Short the battery. Mm -hmm. Light the teddy bear on fire. And then proceed to proceed to assail the assailants. <laughs> and even more <laughs> with a flaming <laughs> with a flaming teddy bear. And shards of uh, shards of gorilla glass. <laughs> that glass that glass is pretty strong. Are you gonna like coat your hands in it? Yeah. Like you try to like well, I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm nice. gonna burn my hands up so it's all kumite. I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the kumite like Can you imagine how, how fast you'd kill Gunner with a flaming teddy bear? Like these guys, out of all the assailants that well, could come saying, at them, do they do they have do they have knives? Somebody comes out of the bathroom with a flaming teddy bear. Like Gunner had to physically smash that that iPad, because I assume that you're using like the lithium ion to get the uh, yes. You're using that battery in order to ignite the vodka, and the vodka will light up. It's like a blue flame, right? Because you can flam you can flambe or whatever um, with vodka. So you have this teddy bear that's just like fl- a blue flaming teddy bear. But you're so far away from them that they have pretty much the entire time of you walking towards them. Here's the thing, though, Trace. Here's the thing. Maybe Gunner and his flaming teddy bear mm-hmm. is enough to turn the tides to get the rest of the passengers to stand up and fuck shit up. Yeah, until, like, the the parents have to console their kids because a teddy bear is burning. You, you guys, that, I mean, you know. Wait, you pulled aggro. You know how this works. You yeah. know, I think this. I actually like this do, one. This do you know what a good. teddy bear looks like when it's burning? Yes. It looks I mean, just like the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Gunner, with that, with that distressing image, Gunner has now roused the uh, the other passengers, and I think that they'll overcome the the the, the terrorists on the plane. The Terries. If, I think if, Gunner made a grave OPT mistake. POD. I think he should have stayed stayed alive in the sewer. And I think he should have he should have masturbated in this bathroom. I stayed alive in the sewer though. He did stay alive in the sewer. He just stayed in the sewer. Yeah, but Gunner, the- Gunner, but if you asphyxiated in in the sewer, don't you think your chances of death are much higher? I mean, David Carradine died in the comfort of his own closet. Don't you think Actually what <laughs> Was it a hotel room? Yes. Okay, the comfort of his own hotel room. It's still nicer than a sewer. No, David Carradine got killed by the same got same killed by the same guys who killed Bruce Lee because yeah. he had secret knowledge. True. Yeah, he <laughs> probably he probably didn't asphyxiate. That's. I mean, I Gunner, I'm I'm with you on this one. I liked. I wasn't. Sh- I kind of liked your 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 sewer one as well. It's just there was no escape, which is kind of sad. You gotta, you gotta keep um, walking. And in fairness, I think the next time, um, I think we have to give Gunner at least some sort of like a human element to it, mm-hmm. like uh, so that like if he does create a weapon, he can like kill a human that might kind of be guarding him or something like that. Like, because otherwise, why make a weapon? I guess. But you know what? You don't have I, to make a weapon, make a weapon, I guess. You can make whatever I didn't you make want. A weapon. I, made a teddy, I made a stand out of a teddy bear. A flaming fucking teddy bear is absolutely a weapon. Dude, let's do one more. Okay, all right. We're going to do one more. Okay, final one. All right, Trace. 
you're you're you are the setting. Okay, Trace. Gunner, you're in the upstairs of a house, and the downstairs of the house is being overrun with infected humans. Um, it might be a virus, but something is going on, and they seem to be drawn towards people that are not infected, and you're one of them. And you're in the upstairs of a house. The one item that I choose for you to have is um what are those things the um they they make like a whistle sound and they unravel when you blow on them unravel oh like uh like the party those party ones, things like yeah the, those paper and plastic yeah. ones gunner you party, have a, yeah. gunner you have a box that has 500 of those in it <laughs> Okay, Gunner, you also have, um, you also have a condom, <laughs> and you have a, you have a, you have a lampshade. Any questions, Gunner? Before we before we give you your forty five seconds so, to, to remedy I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm locked in a room upstairs. You get you're not you're, you're not necessarily like you're not necessarily locked, but you are in a room upstairs, and the downstairs of the house seems to be filled with people that have some form of virus, and they're trying to get to people without the virus, and you happen to be one of those people. So, will they fight amongst themselves? Um, they may. Hmm. And Gunner, you're allowed to use imagination as well as your objects. So, if you oh, want to make up rules about these people, because we, did... I, have a, I have a question for Gunner. I'm actually. trapped in a room. Are there are there window are there windows in this uh, upstairs? Of the yes, house? Gunner. I didn't say you're okay. trapped in the room, but you're you are in the upstairs of a house. You're essentially trapped from going downstairs in the house because you don't want to get the virus. But I'm not necessarily trapping you in the upstairs of a room. So you. And these those those items that you have are the items that are in the room with you. Those are the only use... things that are in the because I gotta say that this is a this is a weird fucking sex room that you got up here. <laughs> and and these these infected people are not necessarily zombies either. They're just infected with a disease that you don't want to have. Right. Correct. Right. Right. So they 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 could have complete cognition. Hmm. So they're they're are they I guess maybe this thing they're 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 trying they're downstairs, but they're are they attacking people? Yes. But you're saying that they're not zombies. You you can call them zombies. Okay, they are zombies. You can call them zombies, but yes, they're zombies. They're absolute zombies. But as Wade said, they're smarter <laughs> than the average zombie. They can, they still have reason. Maybe not much, but some. Do you have any other questions, Gunner? So I only have those three items in this room. There's not like a bed. There's not like anything. No. Again, like this, it's just those three this is a items. stupid room, and you've set up a weird <laughs> video game level, and you guys are awful at this game. So I just kicked the I kicked uh, the door down, busted uh, in. All right, hold on. So you you have tomahawk. you have uh, you have you have your you have forty five seconds. Mm. 
that is going to begin four, three, two, one. Now your 45 seconds begins. Trace, what do you think Gunner's going to do? Um, well, I don't, I think that, I don't know. It was a condom. We had the kazoos and then what else? Condom kazoos and uh, a lampshade. Oh, lampshade. Man, you can't do much with the condom. With the, you can't do much with any of those <clears throat> items. Um, he could try making like some noise distraction. Um, like he could try wrapping the condom around a kazoo and it'll make a small sound. So maybe you could throw that out the window and, and attract them out the window. Okay. Um, I don't know what the good the lampshade's going to do him, though. If, if he had a lamp, at least he could break it. But just the lampshade. Oh, you know what? The lampshade does have metal in it. So he could use that to like stab him in the eyes. I'm giving him all I of think, his answers now, though. So I think that he's going to cover his head with a condom to asphyxiate himself. <laughs> <laughs> Put the lampshade over his head while asphyxiating. For, just for fashion, right? We don't right? want to know. The lampshade's yeah, for yeah, fashion so then, at that point. And let's do something we don't know with the kazoo things that that we don't that that will be forever unsaid. <clears throat> Gunner, your time is up. Okay. What are you going to do? How are you going to get out of this? Are you going to get out of the situation? What are you going to do? So, see, yeah, because it's it, your your options are kind of limited here. So. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to try and make a vest and at least some junk armor out of the noisemakers. Okay, because you have 500 of them, which is a significant amount. <laughs> and, okay, I, I kind of get what you're... Okay. You have the, have, the, have the lampshade is basically kind of like a head covering to keep things from... Uh... <laughs> You know, with with, with noisemakers wrapped around it. Oh my gosh! And I'm gonna keep the condom so that when I get downstairs, I find a car filled with condom full of gasoline, and then just kind of like sploosh somebody and, and burn a burn a house down or three. So you keep so okay. you keeping the condom in your pocket, yeah. Keep the condom for later I, for final well, devastation. Yeah, because you know it's it's only raw docking. Bear <laughs> back. He's gonna kill all the zombies but one, <laughs> and then he's gonna put the condom on and fuck this. No, no, I, no, no, I'm a, I'm a, no, I have total bottom energy. I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> Sorry, Gunner. He's gonna he's gonna hand the zombie the condom. That's that's Save safe her. zombie sex right there. Yeah, I liked it. It's pretty good. Well, that being said, we have run over slightly run over time for this episode. Um. Gunner, I learned some more things about you today that uh, that you probably could have lived without. I probably could have, but I'm glad I'm I'm wiser for it. <laughs> uh, remember to hit the hit the like and the uh, and the share, and uh, you know, always looking for feedback right. and uh, subscribe. Uh, I don't, we actually don't have a we don't have a YouTube yet, but when we do, you can subscribe. Hit the there. bell, hit the bell to get all the notifications that you uh, knew. Yeah. But uh, thanks for everybody for listening, and we will see you later. And remember, don't go bareback. It's unsafe. Don't fuck zombies without condoms.